Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, Poisonese. Those of you who are expecting to hear episode 142 broadcast on Friday the 13th of January 2023, we're very sorry to say that this has been postponed as Nick is currently very unwell with flu. He's okay, but very rare for him. He is not up to recording this week. But don't worry, we have a backup. Now, for those binge listening to this podcast in the future, this doesn't affect you at all. The next episode will be the next episode. You can just skip ahead. But for the thousands of you who listen live every week, we love you. We did not want to leave you so unsatisfied. That's not rude. That's Shakespeare. Sexy, sexy Shakespeare. As this delay was unexpected, we've decided to release one of our Patreon episodes for free to tide you over. Patreons, I also hope to get you something a little extra this weekend too. The episode you're about to hear was first shared on the 31st of May 2022, so it is a throwback to our summer days and it covers one of England's most enduring mysteries and one that we're often asked about. Our Patreon channel, for those who don't know, is packed with extra content including new episodes every week, lots of behind-the-scenes recordings, videos, special interviews and guest appearances. Two tiers are available starting at $5 a month. Feel free to check it out at patreon.com forward slash the poisoners cabinet if you'd like to hear more from us also thanks to everyone for the kind messages for nick he loves you all he's getting there slowly just needs a bit more rest and i have been round to deliver orange juice and soup and lashings of hot negronis we should see you next week as usual and in the meantime keep drinking and talking about poison Boys and Patreons, welcome to another episode of Deadly Nightcaps with me, Sinead. And me, Nick. Bringing you more tales of poisoning and murder cases old and new, all washed down with drinks that make your books bitchy. Thanks to all of our delicious, lovely new Patreon subscribers. We hope you're having a lovely week. Yes, indeed. A delightful week. And there are many new Patreons this week. Thank you very much for joining us. If this is your first one, you're a lucky person. If they've, if they've just started with this one, they'll be like, oh, yeah. we, we have no context of this whatsoever. Absolutely not. Buckle in, people. Probably lured in by the promise of more videos from your good well, self. Well, quite, yes. Yes, the new one went out, but yesterday. Uh, Sunday. Sunday? That wasn't yesterday. I don't know what day it is. Well, this goes out on a Tuesday, dear. Oh, this does, doesn't it? I don't know what's going on or what day is it or where I am. A new one came out recently. Yes, with the delights of the Martinez that Nick Indeed. was making for everyone. Very exciting. And I've also, I was having fun editing, decided to add a little fun fact up in the screen. Yes, I noticed. But who was it who said that, oh, that reminds me of the VH1 <laughs> pop-ups. I'm and like, when they, yeah, said that. Like, yeah, it really does. Yeah, don't say that. I'm young and hip. <laughs> VH1. 
really but yeah it really does but if people really have suggestions yeah. of little pop-ups that they want to see on the videos in the future i'm very happy to take people's suggestions within reason keep them clean don't make them weird <laughs> or depressing or anything but dm them to me so no one knows what's coming and i'll see if i can sneak some in <laughs> this could go very wrong well how are you nick yeah, i'm all right yeah, you're all right oh well it's a special week it's mm. a week special week jubbly week because over here it is the jubilee of the queen which means she's been alive for a million years yes she's been queen forever forever and ever, ever and ever, ever and ever and ever and ever she's the longest reigning queen now isn't she in the history of the world ever yes in the history of queens but yes. whether you're a royalist or not i mean very much not on this side <laughs> let's just nail the colors to the mark it does get us an extra bank holiday <laughs> oh god yes i'll take an extra bank holiday for any reason <laughs> massively goes against my principles extra bank holiday god save the queen god save the queen <laughs> You, you you have you have principles. Where where have they been all this time? <laughs> They've been buried under the strawberries and cream that I get in the free fizz. <laughs> That's what it is. But yeah, it's only like it's a short week, so everyone's confused. Everyone's very confused with what's going on. Well, very importantly, what are you drinking, Nick? I have. I well, I was going to have. Oh, I thought I've got a bottle of wine in the fridge. I have a bottle of wine. I thought, Ooh. no, I'm <gasps> not going to have a bottle of wine. It's been Aww. it's been a relatively boozy weekend. So I thought I'm going to have a Coca-Cola. So. A Coca-Cola. A Coca-Cola. Ah, oh, that's very nice. I have a... Oh, I haven't actually... I haven't made it yet. I have a gin and tonic, but I've brought all the elements up and I haven't actually made it. <laughs> oh, let's just have just have a little making session. So are you doing your own live making now? I wouldn't call this a making. This is me not being organised and going, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, I need to drink. Which is basically the principle of all making videos. <laughs> oh, that was quite a large measure of gin as well. Oh, shit. <laughs> Poor you. Oh, no. <laughs> How you do suffer with your extra large gin. Oh, refreshing. <laughs> uh, while I pour, Nick. Eh, you pour eh, away. Anything or anyone you would like to poison this week? No, I don't believe so. No? No, no, I shall let most people live. The person who gave me the wrong bottle of gin, I was quite annoying. But you got the right bottle of gin back. Yeah, but then I had to run to a place and <laughs> that was far away. And then I had to queue up and then it was very annoying. We went to a gin festival at the weekend. We did. Did we call it a gin festival? It was a gin trail. Yes. It was very pleasant. I sampled some new gin. So I bought a bottle of gin and they gave it to me a bag. And I got to the pub and I was sitting there having a lovely time. And I opened the bottle of gin to show it to a friend. And it was the wrong bottle of gin. Yeah. They'd given me a pink gin. I don't want no pink gin. <laughs> no. I wanted a nice London dry. So I had to get up, leave my tasty cider in the pub, traipse all the way back to the place and go, you gave me the wrong gin. The place that was five minutes away. It was those miles, miles and miles and miles. There was hiking involved, sled dogs, all sorts going on. Well, good. You're good. So you're going you're gonna to poison the person who sold you gin and then gave you the right one again. But still, they need to die. I'm fickle in my ways. <laughs> I don't think I'll poison anyone this week. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll poison which sounds weird, the the delicious stew I just had, which I then <laughs> gobbled up and then felt really sick because I ate so much chorizo. Well, don't add poison to it. That's that's not going to help. No, I know, but maybe it'll stop me keep going back for bits of chorizo. You can't make a chorizo <laughs> stew and then you've just got to go back and pick at the little bits of chorizo because they're so delicious. And then you eat too much of it and then you feel sick. These are all very exciting stories. <laughs> These are very exciting stories. Nick had to walk somewhere. And Sinead had a stew. <laughs> <laughs> It was a bloody good stew, I'll tell you. That'll be the next series of videos. Stews with Sinead. Anyone who has subscribed this week is like, this This is bollocks. Sorry, this, is, this is utterly bollocks, yes. <laughs> well, shall we talk about poison and murder for a bit? It's probably about time we did, I feel, yes. Well, go on then. Go on then. Your story this week, Nick. Hooray! It is. So, but before we start, I have a question for you. So, don't drink that. I've got a question. Oh, a okay. question. 
Do you know who put Bella in the witch elm? <gasps> oh, you're telling the story. <laughs> I'm so excited. No, I don't know. You I don't, don't know. know who put Bella in the witch elm. No. So yes, perhaps we will find out today. I thought you were going to say, do you know the Muffin Man? <laughs> the Muffin Man is a very interesting story. Is it? Potential trial killer. He's a real person, yes. Potential person who killed children in Drury Lane. But no Ooh. one quite knows if he's real or if he was just a made uppy person. Oh, we so, should yeah. do the story. I Unfortunately, think. it's like three lines in a paper, so I've, I've looked into it. There's, <laughs> there's not enough to do a story on him. Just keep doing that sequence. Do you know the Muffin Man? So it's not the Muffin Man, but who? It's Bella. We are on the hunt for Bella today. Bella in the witch elm. Now, for decades, this unsolved mystery has confounded investigators and raised a whole host of explanations, ranging from the, yeah, that's possible, to the, no, absolutely <laughs> not, just no. <laughs> And we will explore some of them today. Hooray! So we start on a lovely April afternoon, 1943. Now, not that lovely because it was the height of the Second World War. Yes, it's not the best of times. (laughs) It's not the loveliest of times, but it's as wartime afternoons go it's perfectly pleasant you're sitting having a lemonade in england <laughs> docking every six seconds going, oh god well four young lads um bob farmer bob hart fred payne and tom willits are out in hagley woods near birmingham in england now the four young guys they are out hunting and foraging for some extra food to try and bolster their rather limited war rations they said they were out foraging and hunting they were actually out practicing kissing <laughs> possibly possibly <laughs> unlikely but possibly how do you know how do you know they weren't practicing kissing they just went oh we're hunting and foraging definitely weren't practicing kissing right okay well well as we go on you might see <laughs> there might okay. be an explanation okay right fine <laughs> so when they're out and about hunting foraging and kissing um bob farmer spots a witch elm in the forest with a large hollow in the trunk <laughs> now bob suspects this is going to be the great place to find some bird's eggs something something has nested in there and that might supplement their diet somewhere so he reaches inside to see what he can find <laughs> now his hand grips something smooth and solid in the hollow And he thinks he has discovered a nice clutch of eggs. And as he removes his hand, he sees that what he is holding is not an egg, but a human skull. Now, how he's got a skull and an egg confused, they're somewhat different in sizes. Unless we're thinking there's an ostrich in these ear forests. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's, my God, it's the biggest egg we've ever seen. I am making this judgment entirely without looking, lads. <laughs> Absolutely. Observe. You be my eyes. So out pulls this human skull. Now, unsurprising, the boys are terrified. And Bob drops the skull and they run as fast as they can in the opposite direction. Now, when they eventually stop and calm down slightly, they agree that no one can know about what they have found. They swear each other to secrecy about this rather gruesome discovery. The thing is, well, they know they shouldn't have been in the woods. The land is the private estate of Lord Cobham. Um, and he is not known for his leniency with poachers and trespassers. And kisses. So, and kisses. He doesn't like the gays, old Lord Cobham. <laughs> so if he the knows... The story self- stacks up now, isn't it, Nick? <laughs> it's starting to make sense. So if he knows, it's going to get out. He's, he's going to get back to him that these lads have been in the forest. Oh. Um, and he's going to come after them. And he's, he's, not a, he's not a nice chap. Trespassing. And now I have a Tom Willits. He's never been any good at keeping secrets really and his mother knows something is up and soon he tells his parents about the skull that they had discovered in the forest i, I think it's 
fairly reasonable because how old are these lads? They're sort of like probably mid-teens. It's That's pretty traumatic to Absolutely. pull a human skull out of yeah. a tree. Yeah. So it's not a case of him just giggling at the dinner table. He's probably white as a yeah. sheet. And Tom's the youngest of the, of the four of them. He's, he's the youngest one. So Poor yeah, baby. absolutely. I mean, deeply, deeply traumatised by this. Now, thankfully, his parents have rather more sense and they straight away contact the police. And Hagleywood is quickly transformed from a quiet forest into an active crime scene. Now, as the police start to poke around the witch elm, not entirely sure what they're going to find, the police pull out not just the skull, but an entire female skeleton from within the depths of the trunk. The only thing missing is a hand, and further searching around the area reveals a trail of finger bones scattered around the tree. The police also find bits of clothing remnants, a shoe, some costume jewellery on and around the remains. Now, aside from these few clues, there is no solid evidence that can identify the body. There's no identification papers or anything obvious like that. Until they get the experts in, they really have no idea that how long this body has been inside the witch elm. It could have been there for years and years and years for all, mm. all they know. So a local medical examiner, a chap called Professor James Webster, is called in to investigate the scene and carry out an autopsy on the body. And he reveals a number of facts about the remains found in Hagleywood that police are sure are going to crack the case wide open. Okay. Now, he believes that the woman has passed away approximately 18 months prior. So we're looking sort of October 1941 sort of time. Interesting. Uh, So this provides the police with a a rather specific time frame to search for missing persons or anything like that. They've They've got a date that they can go with. Webster, he also deduces that the woman, she has met her end very close to the, to the scene, very close to the, the tree in the forest. Since whoever has disposed of her body would only have been able to fit her inside the hollow trunk before the effects of rigor mortis have yes. kicked in. So her body would have had to be shoved inside the witch elm while she was still warm. Because she would have had to be squeezed in and like knees up to the chest. And that's exactly, not... really squeezed and squished, which you wouldn't do in rigor mortis. It'd be far too stiff and Without breaking bones and then exactly. you'd be able to tell. So they need to be much more flexible. So she must have been put in there very, very, very quickly after after death. He also reports that the woman was around 35 years old at the time of her death. She had light brown hair and he, mm. he knows that she has given birth to one child. Ooh. In her in her life. Is is the skeleton this shows my knowledge of anatomy. Is the skeleton a skeleton is it is it stripped of flesh is that's all that's there are bits of flesh on there so that's why he said they're able to find out about the color hair and things because there are patches left on the the skull but very very much especially with the effects of um, animals and things like that in the wood over the past 18 months he's been sort of stripped apart but they can they can tell quite a lot from the remains and from the state of the the bones when they put the skeleton together they discover that she, she's about five foot eight in height now all these facts are sort of crucial to the investigation and they give the authorities something to go on but determining the exact cause of death is proving much much more difficult than they had anticipated they thought they would find some stab wounds or a gunshot or something like that but nothing like that is apparent in the remains the autopsy <laughs> they actually have to rule out the possibility that this woman has taken her own life it's one of the things they have to sort of they completely prove or discount that as a, as a possibility. Professor goes, yes, she definitely didn't do this herself. It would have been incredibly difficult and rather painful for her to have contorted herself into the Good witch point. elm <laughs> before waiting 
to die somehow. So they're, they're fairly sure that she didn't do this to, to herself. But what if she was a contortionist? That is a possibility, absolutely. She had contorted <laughs> herself into the tree, perhaps just after taking some poison or something yes. like that, and she had she had died in the tree hoping never to be discovered but they thought that was perhaps not the most likely of scenarios no it's it's weird it's out there but they also found a single piece of taffeta fabric lodged inside the skull's mouth um and they they believe it may the woman may have been suffocated and some of this fabric ended up in her in her mouth very much someone else is responsible for this woman's death and her being hidden in a tree there was a, a vague suggestion that the boys had wrapped the piece of fabric around a stick and inserted it into the hollow to try and jiggle the skull free or something before knowing what it was and that would have deposited the fabric um in the tree but the the police said this is very very unlikely it's just a bit weird wouldn't it and the boys would tell you after a while surely they may well have tampered things sort of unknowingly not what knowing what they're doing but but it's rather unlikely that any of them had a stray piece of taffeta in their pocket (laughs) at the the time because it was much used for like night dresses and frills and stuff like that so it's not something that a a teenage lad is going to have in his pocket it it depends what their vibe was on that day you know maybe they were playing dress (laughs) up i don't know but again you wouldn't want to waste good taffeta well quite the next stage that they decided to take in identifying this mystery woman is to have a good look at her teeth yes now today forensic dentistry is the one of the most effective ways of identifying human remains and a staple of crime dramas are everywhere mm-hmm. but in 1943 it's not quite as easy in the autopsy it is noticed that the skull has a very distinctive overlapping front teeth so surely someone would remember such an identifying mm. feature However, there is no central database of dental x-rays. Very few people really had such records, especially in more rural, smaller towns and villages and things. It just wasn't a thing. But police painstakingly review whatever records they can find across the wider area in an attempt to find this woman, but with no success. They draw blanks at every turn. Now, the lack of dental records becomes something of a point of controversy, really, as there are those that believe that the woman in the witch elm wasn't at all British, wasn't English, wasn't part of any of the local communities. Hmm. So perhaps she was a spy. A she spy. was someone from far away who wouldn't have had records in the local databases. Ooh, that's a good point. Well, but they do conveniently forget that the vast majority of people in the local area, in small towns and villages, didn't have dental records on file either. <laughs> so perhaps they were all spies, maybe. Suddenly everyone's looking at each other suspiciously spy you're a spy spy you're after my corn (laughs) now the police continue their investigations but they are coming up empty-handed um again wherever they turn there is a bit of a dead end and no one appears to be looking for this woman no one has come forward saying my wife my sister my whoever has gone missing my mother there's just nothing and with a war raging in europe Other things take priority, really, and the identity of this mystery woman slides further and further down the list of priorities that the authorities have to deal with. Now, that is until just before Christmas that year, when graffiti appears on a wall in Birmingham. It read, Who put Lubella down the witch elm? (laughs) Now, (laughs) soon after, a second piece of graffiti appears also in in Birmingham reading Hagleywood Bella. Now, both messages seem to be written by the same person. There's the same, the same chalk as used, the same sort of handwriting. Whoever was responsible eventually seemed to settle on a one question. Who put Bella in the witch elm? <laughs> and the phrase popped up in several places throughout the county. Now, police are unsure whether this is some sort of sick practical joke 
or if someone actually knows more than they are willing to say publicly and they're trying to hint towards an identification or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they begin looking into missing persons cases across the country for anyone who whose name contains Bella in mm-hmm. any sort of variation. And while a number of possibilities present themselves, um, none can be proved conclusively. Now, according to uh, police files... One possibility was a prostitute named Bella who reportedly went missing in 1941. Local gossip had it that she had been killed by a group of women in her community as revenge for seducing their husbands and ruining their marriages. Okay. I think they may want to have a chat with the husbands before resorting to murder, potentially. Maybe maybe that would be the best solution. On that, yes. on that one, indeed. Now, others claim that Bella was in fact a barmaid who was killed by an American soldier who was stationed nearby. Um, or perhaps another tale says that Bella was a homeless woman who had no family or any mm. connections. Now, rumours claim that she had gotten drunk one night and wandered off into the woods and fell into the tree. Right. As one contorted does. Contorted herself into contorted, the tree. drunkenly fell, contorted, and ended up in the tree, couldn't get out, and there she died. And her screams could be he- heard for years afterwards. Help me, I'm in the bloody tree! Bloody hell. That's a bit weird. Yeah, this is all speculation and pub gossip and tall tales around the water fountain and such. And all these theories are thrown out. Having the graffiti pop up, and I know we'll dissect it more in a bit. I mean, it's just marvellous, isn't it? Just to have that (laughs) mysterious message. And again, if you've got a mystery in your hands, you've got to investigate it. Like, is it someone called Bella? And then the folklore just spins and spins and spins. But is someone going, who put Bella in the witch elm? They might just be asking. They might know nothing. Yeah, exactly. I want to know. I'm Mm. curious. Who Mm. did it? Bella. Bella lady. Bella Donna. Well, Mm. who can say? Now, towards the end of the war... It's revealed, it comes out in the, in the newspapers, that back in 1941, a German intelligence officer, Joseph Jacobs, had been captured by the Home Guard near Hagley Wood. Now, he had parachuted into the area, um, but unfortunately had become injured as his parachute got caught into trees and he landed and broke his ankle. And he was found by some local farmers who alerted the Home Guard. Now, after his capture, he told the Home Guard that he had been tasked with making contact with a woman named Clara Bolaire. Now, Jacobs Jacobs explained that Bolaire had been a German cabaret singer, an actress, (laughs) before being recruited as a spy by the Third Reich. Of course she was. (laughs) After several months in prison, Joseph Jacobs was convicted of espionage, and he was in fact the last person to be executed at the Tower of London. Really? In the history of the world ever. Last Ah. person was Joseph Jacobs. Uh One question remained, though. Could the remains found in the Hagley Wood be Clara Belair, the the woman who never managed her rendezvous Mm -hmm. with her German counterpart. Investigations continued down this vein, and they say Clara Belair was indeed a real person. She was a cabaret singer and actress. She had performed in both Germany and England for a time. Mm -hmm. It seemed that she had indeed vanished without a trace around 1941 plus she would have been around 35 in 1941 the same age as james webster determined the remains to be it was not claire bolaire after the war german records were unearthed and they reveal that um, claire bolaire had died in germany in 1942 no bollocks i mean mean, sorry for her (laughs) sorry putting to rest that theory once and for all Uh. 
But theories of espionage don't go away quietly. In 1953... (laughs) they go away loudly with gunfire. The opposite of what they're supposed to do. Many, many of them. In 1953, a decade after Bella had been discovered in the Witch Elm, a woman known only as Anna contacted a local paper, claiming that she had information regarding the mystery woman in the tree. Mm Anna had told reporters that she had been interviewed by police and she had told authorities that Bella had indeed been a German spy and that she had been working with a traitorous British officer who she had seduced through her wicked, sneaky, spy-like ways (laughs) into revealing secrets. There's always secret seduction behind every German spy, any German female spy. (laughs) They've got to be seducing and they've got to have a cigarette and wonderful stockings and clam fatale way. She probably just went in and lifted up her top and he went, I'll tell you everything. (laughs) Just popped one boob out. Just one boob. (laughs) She said, you'll get the second boob when you reveal all the secrets. (laughs) Now, the ideas of spies in the area wasn't totally implausible. There had, in fact, been numerous munitions factories in the area surrounding Hagley Woods, and it would well have been a prime target for German spies to see what was going on. Anna's story went on to say that at some point she had asked too much of her British accomplice. And in a moment of some sort of resurgent patriotism he had killed his lover the spy and disposed of her body in the woods trying to hide his involvement in the release of these government munitions secrets it's dramatic but i i could go it's with dramatic it. it's lapped up by the papers oh, they yeah. love it this is a fantastic story it's <laughs> very exciting so at this point i mean the cold war is rumbling along so we're talking sort of like mid 50s if you believed everything you read there was a spy behind every corner um out to get you Rather than the story focusing on this woman who had lost her life, all the papers focus on the heroism of the officer who had single-handedly foiled a Nazi plot, conveniently forgetting that he had been involved in the whole thing right from the very beginning. And just murdered a woman. I murdered the woman, she was, but she was a spy. She deserved to be shot and she deserved oh, to go in the tree. The English patriot, he was the good one. He's the one who killed her. Well done him. So if she was a spy, then just turn her over to the authorities going, yeah, I showed her because she was a spy. You don't tend to shove heroic acts into a tree. Yeah, it does seem like you're trying to hide something at that Mm, point. Yeah, don't buy it. Well, no, indeed, despite all these exaggerated reports in the press, there is actually no evidence for any of it. (laughs) And the police drop it and the story fades away. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. A further theory was mooted in the late 40s and comes from Margaret Murray. Now, do you remember Margaret Murray? What? No. We have encountered her before. Margaret Murray? Margaret Murray. It does sound familiar, but I can't... I, I'm lying also. <laughs> we have, Well, we have we have come across her once, once before. Professor of philosophy at University College London. Okay. Expert in Egyptology, anthropology, oh. historian, president of the Folklore Society. Yes. She is an expert in the occult. Yes, with the, with the farmy pitchforky man. The farmy pitchforky man. Yes, shows how much I know that episode. No, the pitchforky <laughs> farmy man. She she knew all. Oh wow. Charles Walton, Charles Walton I think, is the chap you're on. No, farmy pitchforky man is what was on his gravestone, <laughs> despite the protestations of his family. Margaret Murray. She is an expert in the occult. Ooh. Architect of several now questionable theories surrounding English and European witchcraft. I like her because she she she's <laughs> always showing up with some mad shit. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I mean, despite she is a fiercely intelligent woman, has expertise in a huge number of subjects. But Margaret has never come across a problem that didn't have one simple and obvious solution. Witches. Witches did it. Witches did it. Absolutely. There are witches. Shows up at the crime scene in a cloak. In a cloak. Witches. Throws down a smoke bomb. Witches. (laughs) She writes articles in numerous papers and publications theorising that the real answer to Bella's end lay in the fact that one of her hands was detached from her body and its fingers scattered around the witch elm. She cites occult ritual. Of course. You may know as the Hand of Glory, in which the hand of a person who had perished on the gallows, which Bella hadn't, could be used for supernatural purposes. There's no way that she could have been hanged and then shoved in the tree i i I think you would find various bones broken in the neck and things so yeah there you go i wasn't i was just like oh she was hanged and then shoved in the tree then it would be the hand of god but that's a technicality i think that's giving this theory far too much credence (laughs) you know what happened a rabbit pulled that hand out went i'm a vegetarian what am i doing a fox came along and said i'll handle this (laughs) 
and sprinkled yeah. some bones about after it picked the flesh. Yeah, see, there have always been rumours of witches' covens meeting in Hagleywood. Ooh, yes, okay, good. There are stories of witches' covens meeting in every wood throughout England, mm-hmm. as a story of a witch's coven. And Murray is convinced that Bella had been a witch who had been slain by her coven in some ritual sacrifice. <laughs> now, as evidence, I mean proof of her beliefs, Murray points to the 1945 case of Charles Walton, the man who had been pitchforked to the ground on Meon Hill in what she says was exactly the same, an occult ritual of sacrifice to replenish the earth. Hagleywood and Meon Hill are about 30 miles apart. Okay, okay. How could this possibly be coincidence? Mm. that two such obviously witchy things have happened in such a small area of Worcestershire. (laughs) It points to a witch conspiracy that spreads way beyond this little quiet corner of the realm. Hmm. No question, no question about it. I have questions. (laughs) The the press and the public have no questions. They go, yes, it's the witches, it was the witches, witches. it was the witches. (laughs) They can do what they like, quite frankly. Yes, this is great. Absolutely. This is a fantastic story. Riches, witchrels, hands of glories, murder, all the good stuff, all the great stuff. (laughs) The the police, however, are less, less convinced. They're just sitting behind the desk, arms folded, and people coming in, witches, casting down pamphlets, going, witches, it's all going, no. No, no, no. They obviously they don't find a huge amount of evidence, no evidence to for any of this, and they quietly put all this in a big folder called maybe, <laughs> <laughs> and it goes to one side on the shelf. <laughs> That's a great expression, Nick. <laughs> I'm going to put this in the maybe folder, the maybe pile over there. And we will come back to that later. <laughs> yeah, maybe pile. It's in the maybe pile. Though Bella has never been identified, the case has never been forgotten. In 1999, an obelisk that stands in the grounds of Hagley Estate was graffitied with the same familiar phrase, who put Bella in the witch elm? Who put Bella in the witch elm? Modern forensic techniques and DNA analysis and such like are more convinced that they could get closer to the truth. There are people out there going, yes, we do some DNA analysis. Mm. We can find out where she came from, if there's any family trees and roots and all this sort of stuff. But Bella is missing. What? Her remains are nowhere to be found. Oh, that I didn't know. What? After after the autopsy, her remains were sent to storage, just in case they were required for further examination, further testings, and they have been lost (gasps) over time, or perhaps spirited away. No. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe lost. Perhaps they will rock up. Perhaps they are sitting in some dark, dusty storeroom of a university somewhere in a box of remains... It was ba- and no one knows marked. what they are badly marked, no marks at all. A box of bones in a storeroom mm. somewhere. No one knows who Bella is or who put her in the witch elm. Da, da, da. There we go. <gasps> See, I didn't know her remains had gone missing. Yes, indeed. Well, I think I've, I've read bits of this story and I remember the 1999 incident mm-hmm. where the, the words popped up again and went oh my goodness must read this well story. there was an there was another one in 2016 there was where someone actually put um like a, a cardboard sign on the railings of hagley hagley mm. hall saying yeah who put better in the witch elm so who yeah that was that was 2016 elm. that's very cool um, and there have been a lot of books someone i think it was 2008 uh, a book was written about the case um, and someone 
had tried to do a facial reconstruction from mm. descri- contemporary descriptions of bones and things like that and what the autopsy said they tried to put a face to it but without an actual skull or anything that seems like a, a tall order to do it from d- descriptions of bones yes there's no, there's no real way you could do it that seems like a bit of a bit of a wing and a prayer to get that yeah. right um but it shows that there's still such a fascination with the a fascination 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 with the case well i think that that mysterious graffiti it's quite possible that someone did know who she was and was saying who put Bella in the witch elm. I don't think that a person who had information would just write that graffiti down and then not go to the police or not try and infer the information elsewhere unless they were desperately in danger or they thought there was some massive conspiracy that would mean harm to them. So that leads me to the old chestnut, which I'm sure other people (laughs) have said. If her remains went missing... Were the police involved? Well, is it? Is it? There, there, are, there are other theories that was she some sort of English spy mm. or English covert agent, something like that, who had been tracked down by German spies in England mm. for Im- information that she had or something like that, and there was a yeah. spy off in Hagley Woods, <laughs> and then yeah, then uh, her remains were spirited away and are sitting in the depths of MI6 or something. Well, that's the thing because I don't, I don't know that I buy into the spy element of it as much. It's quite possible that you're trying to cover your tracks. It's not, I mean, I'm sorry, I know they're listening, but it's not Russia, for God's sake. It's like <laughs> if someone died no. and they had a past, you would make up a cover story for them. You would have a reason. You would be like, oh yeah, this is so-and-so, they live down the street. You're not going to leave it open to suggestion that they're a spy. It makes me more inclined to think that something some tragedy befell this woman. Yeah. That she was murdered and she was killed and maybe the authorities were involved. And so we don't know. And maybe that's why her remains have disappeared because give it time, someone's going to identify her. And maybe that's why people are writing on the wall who put Bella in the witch shell. We can't mm. actually say and we can't go to the police, but we all know who did it. <laughs> maybe. But yes. It's, it's, it's already yes. creepy indeed. Or, or was it witches? It could well have been witches. Yeah, I do love Professor Murray. <laughs> I mean, she's she's great. She's 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 yeah. like Arthur Conan Doyle turning up, going fairies. It was fairies constantly. It yeah. was fairies. Absolutely, everything was fairies. But yeah, if there's any weird death, she can rock up and just go. Yeah, it was witches. Definitely witches. Uh, the hand was clearly. It was taken by an animal or something like that. It's taken by an animal. Yeah, and if the bones are scattered f- around there, yeah, exactly. then it's been picked clean. It's been eaten. Usually, to be fair, though, most of the animals in the woods would eat the bones. So They would eat the bones. So that's a little bit weird, but maybe... I don't know. I maybe someone found the hand another time. Maybe someone reached in, pulled out a bloody hand, dropped it, ran away and <laughs> said nothing. And then the hand was just scattered maybe. on the ground. Scattered around, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, but we, well, it's something we would we'll never know. It's and, it's and I want to know. That leads me to my other theory. Yes, well, tell me. Is maybe who put Bella in the witch elm is a reference to how she died. Who put Bella Donna in well, the witch elm? Was she poisoned? Was she poisoned in the witch elm? Was there poison involved? Was she poisoned and her body was stuffed into the witch elm? Because she was given Belladonna or something else. <laughs> yeah, poetic. Poetic. It seems like, a, I mean, either, however she died, it seems like a very strange way of disposing of a body. It does a seem like a weird way of doing it. I mean, yeah. why would you? It seems like a lot of effort. I mean, a witch elm is, is pretty 
pretty huge. Though. That's They're the huge. And there's, there's, there's pictures. I don't know if the tree is actually still there, but there are certainly pictures from it at the time. Mm. And it is this massive, great, terrifying thing. And it's not like a, a, a hollow ground level. It's a hollow... Up, way up way yeah. up so there'd be some sort of ladders involved or climbing and climbing mm. with a dead woman over your shoulder is going to be quite difficult i would imagine yeah is it sort of like what, what's harder digging a big hole or, or shoving her in a tree absolutely you you're in the middle of the woods find a ditch or something if you're that if you need to dispose of a body i suppose though if it's dug underground you've got the risk of a shallow grave animals digging it up I be mean, found much more easily than yeah. a body in a big old tree in a big old tree Oh, that's just weird. Yeah, and if it wasn't for these lads doing a bit of mm-hmm. poaching, trying to get some eggs for the breakfast or whatever, yeah, then she may well never have been discovered at all. So it's <laughs> and considering that the, they were no one was supposed to be on this land it was private land. It was a private estate. No one, it's not public. No one was supposed to be in there. So or could perhaps it, it was been, Lord Cobham. That's it. It could have been Lord Cobham, and that's why no one really knows because he paid everyone he off. He paid everyone he off. He was a rich man. He mm. put the servant girl in the tree because she shunned his advances or was heavy with child. Mm. That was it. She had his baby, and he took his heir to the Cobham throne. Throne apparently is a king now. He's a king now. King, king of king Worcestershire. Of Worcestershire. <laughs> he made the sauce, and then he shoved her in the tree. And ah, ha ha ha! No one Solved. will know. And again, it's private land, so yeah. yeah. Uh, or someone puts it in there, so he's blamed. Oh, what a love triangle is going on here! It's amazing. It's such a good, fascinating story. It's a great story. It's a great story. It's Needs a, a song about it. Write a song. Go on, write a song. I will. I'll do it in a minute. I'll do it in a minute. Make sure you have a verse about bitchforky death. Bitchforky death, man. And then Bella died. <laughs> it's going to be a masterpiece. It's classic. What do you think, people? Who put Bella in the witch elm? What do you think happened to this woman, to this skeleton, this being who was found in this massive tree in the middle of the woods? Do you think she was murdered? in a cold-blooded act of crime and the fact that it happened during the war is just a coincidence? Or do you think it's linked to the war? Do you think this is a war crime? Do you think that she was a spy or she was consorting with spies? Was she foreign? Was she local? What could have happened to her? What do you think about the graffiti? Was it just some people stirring up a bit of mysticism, which face it me and nick would totally do if we could absolutely yeah absolutely we'd be writing all sorts of meaningful messages around (laughs) or was she a witch or was she a witch was she a witch was it the hand of glory that was guarding her resting place and then it was knocked over and now suddenly she was found or did someone know something Mm. about bella or about the witch elm Tell us what you think. Jump on the comments of this episode and share all your thoughts and your theories. Any good samples of stories or films or songs that she has been immortalised in. There is a very good book called The Witch Elm by Tanya Tana, Tanya French. Uh, a very, very, very good novelist uh, that I've read. It's quite a long, detailed book, but it's a very good story based on this crime about a body found in a tree and kind of what's happened and it's a sort of a family drama it's really well worth reading it's very good but yes are there other stories about bella and the witch elm that you'd like to share tell us your thoughts send us suggestions of more stories that we can be covering in the weeks to come more cocktail videos that you'd like to see and little messages you'd like to see pop up on the videos and don't forget to tell all of your friends about the poisoner's cabinet and bring them along on this journey thanks for listening guys we will see you on friday for the main episode we will see you next week for more deadly nightcaps but in the meantime keep drinking keep talking about poison and remember 
your loved ones are trying to kill you. Bye. <laughs>